You are listening to Forward, a podcast of island readers and writers. This is your host, Taylor Mace. I am here with illustrator and author Russ Cox. He um, is a book creator, um, illustrator, and IRW has been fortunate to have Russ for the past several years do art workshops with kids of all ages, and the kids always absolutely love um, his workshops and his art. So thank you, Russ, for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. I wanted to start sort of in um, at the beginning of where you sort of decided to become an illustrator for a career. Oh, well, ever since I can remember holding a pencil, I've been drawing. So I, I don't know if it was when I was two or even younger. Um, I, you know, throughout high, uh, elementary school and high school, I was always drawing. Um, I originally wanted to be an architect and then I started taking like calculus and advanced chemistry and things like that. I'm like, no, nah, nah, <laughs> I'm not cut out for that. Um, and then I talked to my guidance counselor about graphic design. So I actually, that's what I went to school for, but I minored in illustration, but I've always loved to draw. And when I got a job as a graphic designer, I actually became an in-house illustrator as well. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of from the, from as far as back as I can remember. How would you describe your style of il- illustrations? It's very unique and fun. Oh boy, that's uh, that's always a hard question to answer. It's almost somebody else has to tell you your style because uh, I know it, my illustrator friends and I we always talk about this. Like we we don't think we have a style, but then it takes a group of other ones. Oh yes, you do. I can, when I see a drawing, I don't even have to look and see who it is. (laughs) But I think I kind of, it probably started from like Warner brother cartoons, Uh, you know, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. I was a big fan of those still am more so than Disney. I just think it's the edgy edginess of the drawings that they did and the other manners and the uh, character designers. So I know that played a big part in my style. And then of course, you know, there's other illustrators and fine artists like Salvador Dali, when I was growing up, mm. was a big influence. Um, anything that's like, that has a, I don't know, there's something about the drawing that's maybe a little slightly off is probably the best way I can describe it. Or there's a little twist to it. I've always loved. So I think those kind of influence my style. The book you wrote and illustrated Far Away Friends mm-hmm. is um, such fun. And that's the book that we um, have used in our programs with Russ. And it's a sweet book about a boy whose friend is moving away and he thinks he's moving to space. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your inspiration for Far Away Friends? Well, I grew up in, in the South um, when the whole... Uh, fabric industry was changing. So we moved around quite a bit. Uh, my parents would have to move from job to job. So we would move from state to state and sometimes several times within that state. So I was always wondering what it felt like to 
to have somebody, a friend move away from you. See, I was always the one moving away. I never stayed put. Uh, so that, I think that was a big influence on that story. And that it really didn't come to me that that was probably the, uh, the reason I wrote the story until I think after it was published, I really sat down and looked at it and like, oh, I, I see where this all came from. Uh, I was I was the one moving away, not the one who really lost a friend. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, but you, it's like you didn't realize that until, until after, but your experience yes. sort of shaped where that story came from without you even knowing it. I know. I, then I talk to other people who, who write and, of course, illustrate, and they, it's the same thing that happened to them. Uh, it's all the subconscious stuff starts pouring out of you when you put pencil to paper or you start writing the story. What advice do you generally give um, children of, of any age if, if they said to you, hey, Russ, I want to do what you do? Uh, I give them two, two pieces of advice. I, first of all, I tell them to draw constantly. Try to draw every day because it's just, it's just practice. And I also tell them to read. I think reading is just as important, if not more important, than uh, practicing your drawing. Because, you know, when you read a book, all these worlds are exposed to you. And, and you, you have the visuals in your head. And I think that really helps in, inform uh, your own stories and your own creative uh, process. During um, the spring, when schools physically closed down and kids were um, doing virtual learning, you started to um, do drawing workshops over social media. Can you tell me um, where that that came from, that um, need um, for you to to do that or the want to provide kids with that? Well, I think it was just a matter of, boy, um, I really never thought about it that much. I just kind of popped in my head like, hey, I'm going to do this. But I, I think a lot of it is because I know parents or I don't want to use the word stuck with their kids, but maybe that's the best right. way to put it. And just an hour for the kids to kind of get out of their hair. They can sit and draw, um, chat with me. It, it, just kind of a break from the craziness that, that was going on and in a lot of ways still going on in the world. So I think drawing is kind of therapeutic in that way. I uh, kind of, you know, you just you step away from the external world and you can go in your side, your own mind and just start creating um, a different environment for yourself. So I, I think that's why a lot of that or why that Friday drawing started. With parents, uh, with their kids again over the summer with some choices of, of what to do with their kids, but still some restrictions on that. Is there anything, um, you can recommend for them um, exercises or um, things they can do if their kids are interested in drawing? Well, I think um, you can, you can get them a sketchbook and just, you know, that's like their journal, but don't ask to see any drawings, just let them draw on their own or you can sit down and create one without, you know, without buying one. You can just uh, get a ream of uh, photocopy of paper, fold a bunch of paper, in half, staple it in the middle, and you have a sketchbook. So I think that's important for the kids to do, um, or the parents to do with the kids. And there's, there's also, there's a ton of YouTube videos. Uh, I know I posted mine on YouTube, but there's, uh, I think Chris Van Dusen was posting his, uh, Matt Tavares. These are two, two other main author and illustrators. They were posting their videos. 
So there, there is a ton of information there and just, uh, you know, whatever your kid likes. I mean, if they like graphic novels and comic books, let them, you know, go try to order some from the library and, and just let them sort through there and maybe draw from that. I mean, I did that a lot as a kid too. I was big in the comic books and I would draw all these superheroes and um, just spend hours and hours just drawing them. And yeah, it just, yeah, if they just want to draw, just kind of let them draw, you know, turn off the TV and let them, let them just sit down and draw, draw for an hour the whole day. On Russ's website, he has under about um, and free stuff. He has an activity sheet for faraway friends. And even if you don't have a copy of faraway friends or um, might not be able to get it in the library, you can still do um, the fun activity there of making a space helmet out of a paper grocery sack, which is what the little kids do um, usually in each school we go into when we do this program with Russ and the kids have a blast making it. Um, you don't need much and they just look so cute in their, in their helmets. So um, I would recommend uh, that activity if you can um, get to it. Russ, tell us about your most recent book, with main author Len Plourd. Uh, it is called The Boy Whose Face Froze Like That. It came out in March. Um, it's, it's published by Running Press Kids out of Philadelphia. Uh, Len, this is our second book together. We actually did Merry Moosey Christmas, which came out uh, a few years ago. So this, this book started, Lynn wrote the story, I wanna say two years ago, and then she asked me to do character sketches so I did, and her agent actually shopped the book around, and then it, Running Press Kids loved it, and they signed us up. So it's, it's a story about a boy who, he's kind of conservative, and he's, you know, he's not a risk taker, and all these people are making faces around him, and he decides to do it, and his face actually freezes. Oh, so it's no. like those, yeah, it's like the story that your parents, oh, you keep making that face, it's going to freeze like that. Well, his actually did that. And then I won't tell you how he, what happens at the end, but he goes through this whole process of making this face and then he panics when he can't get it unstuck. So Russ is um, well known for his picture book drawings, but he is venturing into graphic novels. That is correct. I actually have one out on submission right now. Um, it's an early reader graphic novel. The age range is like, I'd say five to seven. Uh, it's about a, it's about robots who go to school to learn to be human. And then I'm currently writing an, another, it's an adventure graphic novel, uh, definitely an older crowd, I'd say the, you know, nine to 12 year old range. So I'm working on that right now. We hope to have that one ready and out on submission to publishers uh, in August. And then I have another idea for, it's kind of a superhero book. So yeah, it just seems like uh, my storytelling, the graphic novels seem to be a better fit for me. Uh, I don't know why, but it just seemed natural when I was agent hunting a few years ago. Um, the agents I talked to are like, oh, you should be doing graphic novels. You should definitely be doing graphic novels. And I thought, well, I never really thought about it seriously. But I guess it all goes back to my love of comic books when I was a kid. So now it just makes sense. I guess it takes a while for something to register in my head.
where did these stories sort of come from? Well, it's funny because the, the robot story, it started out as a picture book. And the one I'm actually writing now was a picture book. And it just seems like I'm cram I try to cram too much in a picture book. And the way the stories are structured, it just made more sense. So they actually kind of blossomed into a chapter book. And then we started looking at them and tearing them apart. It's like, no, they should be graphic novels. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the process. I know they're a lot more work than a picture book. Uh, not that they're easier. I think actually, I think a picture book is still the hardest book to do. Really? Um, why would yeah. you, why do you say that? It's just that you have so few words and they have to do a dance with the images. Uh, you, you know, you can't just show an apple and say, this is an apple because the kid's going to go, yeah, I know that. But if you say, this is an apple and, you know, you show a computer, oh, you think, okay, Apple computer. So it, it has to kind of do a dance like that. I don't know if that made any sense. It does. <laughs> uh, when you are working on, um, when you are writing and illustrating either a picture book or a graphic novel, do you, do you start with the words first or do you start with an image first? Picture books, I have to actually sketch out. I need to see the story. Uh, and then I kind of go back in and put the words uh, inside the sketches, almost like sprinkles on a cupcake. Actually, that Dan Santat, he, he, he does the same approach as I do. And he actually said that he uses the words like sprinkles on a cupcake. And I think that's just a really good analogy. But as far as a graphic novel, <clears throat> I almost have to outline the whole story out. And then I go in and write it. And then I'll kind of step back and do character sketches and then go back in and write it again. And then at the very end, I kind of sketch out 15 to 20 pages and do uh, some color samples. So it's a different process. And when you write a graphic novel, I'm realizing that you actually have to write it like a movie script. So you have to, you know, so-and-so is saying this, and then this is the action in the background. So it's really, it's quite involved, but I'm, I really enjoy it. In terms of, um, as you mentioned about getting your, your books out um, into the world, what advice would you have for um, kids or um, anyone who is writing or drawing who is hesitant to share their work? That is probably the hardest thing because you're so attached to it you know, physically and emotionally, and just to have somebody else reading go, uh, I don't, I don't like that. It's kind of, it can be a little bit crushing. Um, Back to Faraway Friends, I wrote that story and I read it to my wife and she did not like it at the beginning. She didn't think it was very good. So I went back and I wrote it again. And again, she didn't think it was very good. Actually, I think I made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> But I think when you're writing something, especially like a picture book, that you need to go and do your homework. Uh, so I spent hours in the library just reading picture books and just like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot how they were. And so as far as a, an adult who wants to publish a book, uh, get in critique group, uh, don't be afraid to share with somebody who's gonna give you an honest critique. A lot of friends will say, oh, this is great. And it's like, well, I don't want to hear it. it's great. I want to hear, you know, what's wrong with it. Because you know when something's wrong with it. it you can feel it. Um, as far as kids, just read your stories. Read them out loud. Read them to your friends. And just keep writing. Just, just when you're done with one, just go to the next one. If you like to draw, 
draw out your stories. You don't have to write. I think Maurice Sendak, when he was in high school, he, um, he, hate, he hated to write. So he asked his uh, English teacher if he could sketch out his term paper. <laughs> so, so he actually got to draw his term paper. And um, I saw some pieces of it because when he did the uh, show, when they had a show of his in the Portland Library, they actually had his pieces from his uh, high school um, term paper. I wonder if anyone could get away with that now. You know what? I think so. Especially now that graphic novels aren't really, aren't taboo. Mm -hmm. They're considered proper literature. Uh, I think, I think so. Because not every kid likes to write. And I, I was scared to write for the longest time and, uh, and just, you know, decided to give it a shot. And I actually, I love, I love the process. So that's, that's probably another reason why I like a picture book. I have to sketch out first because I'm kind of avoiding the writing of a picture book sometimes. <laughs> uh, but it's different for a graphic novel because I just kind of dive in and you just kind of, you just write it. You don't worry about the word count and am I using too many adjectives and, and am I being too descriptive of the visuals that I have in my head, you know, things like that. Something that Russ does in his workshops with older kids, like seventh, eighth grade, is they get a sketchbook and then they are told to do anything with it. They can bend it, they can rip the page, they can step on it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, the reasoning behind that exercise? Well, when you get a brand new sketchbook, it's so, it's so pretty, it's perfect, and you're afraid to mess something up. You're afraid to mess up the first page. So that's why, that's why I do that. Uh, I actually did this workshop with professional illustrators, and I had a brand new sketchbook that I ripped in half and ripped the cover off, and I taped it back together. And I said, it's no longer perfect, so don't be afraid of it now. Uh, it's almost like when you get a brand new piece of illustration board or watercolor paper that you spend, you know, maybe $15, $20 on. It's like, oh, I don't want to mess this up. And I just put a mark on it, then it's, it's messed up. You're good to go. You don't have to worry about it anymore. It's no longer perfect. So that, that's kind of the reasoning I do that. And I actually had a couple of kids actually rip off the cover of their sketchbooks and then tape it back on. And the other kids in the class were just kind of, their mouths just hit the floor. They're just, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> and I can, I'm sure, like, I can't believe you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, if, if it makes you comfortable and more intimate with, with the sketchbook, I, you know, do what you want. Like I, when I bought a new one here in, uh, where I live, I kicked it down the driveway and down the sidewalk a little bit just to mark it up. <laughs> and I sure so you actually like, do that with everyone oh, yeah. you get? Um, wow. Either that or I'll just bend it. I'll sit here and just bend it till the cover is kind of loose and the, the binding is kind of starting to split. Then it's no longer perfect. Or I'll just draw whatever pots may hit on the cover. Or sometimes you just, tear out the first couple of pages and that way you see the little, you know, the, the tear marks. All right. It's, it's no longer perfect. I'm good to go. So it's not intimidating anymore. It can be very intimidating. Yeah. I, I noticed that I have some illustrator friends and I asked if they use sketchbooks. They're like, no, no, I don't, I don't use sketchbooks because I find them intimidating because I don't want to mess them up. And that's kind of why I came up with this. Well, we're just going to destroy it at the beginning and then you don't have to worry about it. 
For more about Russ, visit his website at smilingotis.com or follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Island Readers and Writers is offering an exciting virtual program for kids entering grades K to 4. They are invited to participate in a free art workshop with Russ over Zoom at 10 a.m. on Friday, August 7th. Email us at info at islandreadersandwriters.org for more information and to pre-register. Thank you for listening to Forward, a podcast of Island Readers and Writers.